0: Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is my video blog biohacker review of Vinotropil. Vinotrop, Vinpotropil. It's a, it's a Russian branded stack, a nootropic stack. I think I'm gonna go with Vinotropil. So this is a nootropic that i've been taking for about a month now and you can see from the packaging here uh, this is a package of just 60 capsules of this stuff and the conclusion i've reached on this is that it's a nootropic that's not really for biohackers i'll explain what i mean So it's a combination of Paracetam and Vimpocetine. And Vimpocetine is that nootropic that comes from the, well, it's extracted from a constituent part of the periwinkle plant, which is that beautiful flower. And those of you guys that follow me know that I'm really not a fan of Vimpocetine it's it's a pretty lackluster nootropic i think that it's mostly popular because because that the periwinkle plant is just so attractive and because it is uh cuz it's relatively cheap but as a standalone nootropic it's uh it's not that great it's not really well proven compared with paracetam, which is one of my all-time favorite nootropics it really is like the the workhorse of this, you know, wide and ever-growing family of nootropics. Paracetam has worked really well for me for several years. So when I was perusing repharma.com and I saw that Ventropil combined the two, I was like, hey, I'd like to give that a try. However, I selected this nootropic because it consists of 400 milligrams of paracetam for each one of those capsules, and just five milligrams of vinpocetine. And vinpocetine is, it's one of these things that I would say when I did my research on it, it was about 50-50 for biohackers. About 50% of the biohackers really didn't experience uh, a nootropic performance-enhancing, cognitive-enhancing effect from it and based upon my own self-experimentation I found that if I took my vimpocetine dosage up into like the 30, 35, 40 milligrams daily range that it had kind of a a foggy effect, it had kind of a uh, a, a anti-stimulating effect which is that's not what I want from my nootropics so I figured hey you know five milligrams, five milligrams in combination with paracetam. That's quite the disproportionality, isn't it? It might, be, it might be quite good. And these are both vasodilators. For those of you who aren't familiar, that's the, the mechanism where it opens up the blood vessel so that more blood can flow uh, to the brain. So when you are consuming a vasodilating drug then what it does is it delivers more to your brain than whatever you've been consuming so if you've been drinking alcohol then you'll get more drunk if you've been smoking weed then you'll get more high if you've been taking cocaine then you know maybe you'll get in a uh, epic breakdancing battle with a guy wearing yoga pants and you no know, shirt at an underground rave. What it does is it just potentiates whatever else you're taking. And so I figured that, you know, doing Vimpositin in combination with Paracetam, they've both got that mechanism in common that it might be kind of like a cool synergistic effect. And it really was not anything that special to write home about. One of the benefits of Paracetam is that it uh... usually it works it starts to work pretty consistently there's some of these like adaptogens that i've been talking about or some of these more uh, some of these smart drugs that have more exotic mechanisms of action where you really need to have them in your system for like weeks or sometimes even months on end before the effects really show up in a predictable way and paracetam is kind of nice because you can expect it to have a nearly instantaneous effect where like 30 to 40 to 60 minutes after you take it you're going to start feeling like a bit more energetic you're going to be a bit more focused you're going to have sometimes in some cases like an antidepressant effect and then after you've been taking paracetam for in between 10 to 14 days you're going to have a bit of a effect on your long-term memory and the effect on verbal intelligence becomes a bit more apparent typically and with this one okay so i said i don't really i think it's a nootropic but i don't really think it's for biohackers and when i say biohackers what i mean is otherwise young healthy people that are looking for a performance enhancement edge, something that can, you know, that they're healthy, they're fairly healthy, energetic already, but it can take them to the next level. And in this case, uh, this product is, I'm, I'm sure that it works for people that are using it to treat like, oh, what did I say, uh, uh, ischemia. Uh, I'm sure that it'll work for them, but for people, younger people searching for performance enhancement, Mm, what you'll need, you'll likely need more than this. So this 60 capsules here, if if I was really using racetams right now as my primary performance enhancement supplementation avenue, I would probably need like three or four of these packages because paracetam in particular, you can take quite a bit of it and some people will take as much as like eight to ten grams a day so really quite a bit of it you can put a lot of bit of it a lot of it in your body without uh, anticipating any real negative undesirable side effects it's something that doesn't have an ld-50 it has a uh, virtually non-existent toxicity level it's it's really quite safe it's one of the drugs that they have put through like 20 year population studies and for biohackers for us to get that real effect that we're looking for from paracetam we usually need to do it in higher amounts. The like recommended biohacker dosage of paracetam is probably on the low end about 1600 milligrams, and then like probably the real sweet spot for most people is going to be like 32 3400 milligrams and then some people will take four five sometimes six to six grams pretty regularly to get that effect that they want from paracetam and these little capsules only have 400 milligrams a piece so you really have to be doing quite a bit uh, from it to get the effect that was desired and uh so I didn't take it in very high dosages. I was just doing like two a day. So I didn't really notice a lot of those classic type effects of like the long-term memory and the verbosity, you know, really going out of control, getting, getting me into, into tight situations. <laughs> um, so you'd probably, you'd probably need quite a bit. More of this. I did combine it with uh, C-Max, Rhodiola, and I combined it with these uh, liquid alcohol extracts of adaptogens that I managed to find here in the part of world in the part of the world where I'm living. And none of these combinations were had had a real distinctive effect for me. I was kind of hoping that maybe with the rhodiola that I've got here, I was hoping that that would maybe be, uh, you know, have like a nice a nice uh, synergy because rhodiola and racetams is such a, a classic uh, biohacker stack. I also uh, modulated the dosage by quite a bit. I was typically doing just two a day, but like today I did three And so feeling a bit more alert, feeling a bit more of those classic racetam type effects, but nothing to really write home about. And I also did not experience any uh, coline headaches or any uh, other undesirable effects. I'll add, there are a handful of search results on PubMed for venotropyl, itself for for actually this product and mm, none of them are really instill like tons and tons of confidence they're talking mostly about uh that it was helpful for people dealing with brain ischemia uh, patients uh, that are dealing with cerebrovascular pathology chronic brain ischemia and cerebral stroke. So again, like I said, uh, nothing that would really uh, indicate that it's uh, terribly helpful for young, otherwise healthy people. In fact, I would have probably just ignored this nootropic if it wasn't almost, uh, you know, like 95% paracetam. And I I really like paracetam. Paracetam is, uh, in my mind, such a proven smart drug that I wanted to get my hands it there was a clinical trial of this that I will uh, discuss just for example's sake it was a clinical trial of 20 patients done in 2010 quote from the abstract the higher performance on the task and less errors were seen in the proof test that reflected the increase Uh, attention slash concentration patients showed the significant improvement on a scale that assessed self-rated health activity and mood the emotional state was normalized in 50 percent of patients during treatment and no adverse effects were observed Uh, but just for comparison's sake this is really not a very significant study because it was only done on a group of 20 patients. That's a statistically rather insignificant group. You, you uh, want to get into like like 50 people. Like 50 people is kind of what's regarded as like statistically significant quantity of data points. And it also doesn't mention if it was uh, placebo controlled. So if if they're just giving people you know, a supplement without a placebo control, then you're gonna get the placebo effect because, as we already know, you buy the placebo, aren't you? And then, uh, okay, so maybe I can give you a real quick lesson here on what it means if there's a studies done on something. So there's been studies done on, wow, almost, almost every performance enhancing uh, nutraceutical or synthetic molecule that's out there or you will at least what you'll at least find is you'll find results on pubmed for them but there's actually kind of like um oh it's perhaps it can be a bit misleading because sometimes you'll look something up and you'll see that there's a bunch of results on pubmed or maybe you're using Google Google Scholar and you'll see that there's been a number of like results for it but a lot of a lot of those results are just publications and there's quite a difference between a trial a clinical trial that's been ran and just a publication a, a publication is is just that it's just a paper that someone put out there it's it's uh it's, it's like a little bit better than a blog. <laughs> In some cases, I mean, some of the articles, some of the publications that people have put out there are like really great. They're like, you know, really richly researched. Like they are, you know, reflective of a tremendous amount of like scholarship and research and meta-analyzing that somebody did, but some of them are, they're just like a blog and what you also find is a lot of times on pubmed the entire study text is not available it's behind a paywall or it's just like totally inaccessible because sometimes these uh items on pubmed are papers that were published in a journal like Decades ago, and perhaps they haven't been digitized, or they're published in kind of like one of these these dinosaur. You hear about people talk about like the mainstream media as being like the dinosaur media, and some publication, uh, some publications are uh, similarly Jurassic, in that they're 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 not like published and syndicated digitally as well. So there won't, there won't be a text available. And then in the case of this guy, all of the studies were done in Russian. And so that kind of introduces another degree of like a little red flag that should pop up where you're like, well, were these really translated properly? And you'll read the abstracts and the abstracts won't have like a lot of they have like some grammar errors in them you 'll see on PubMed when the titles are kind of in these brackets, and that means that they didn't have like a real professional translation done on them. What I think that means is that a uh, some type of translation engine that PubMed has just ran that it wasn 't like there was a you know a person that you know really cared about disseminating this information and doing it accurately that translated it. So a uh, bit of a sign of uh, skepticism. And, and then again, you know, it was, it was a smaller, it was a smaller control group and there's no mention of the methodology. The, the better studies that you'll see in the abstract, what they have is they have like their hypothesis, their methodology, and then the conclusion that they reached and uh, in this situation, it was never, It was none of that. It was just a couple of sentences. So I'm not uh, I'm not leveling this criticism. You know, I'm not trying to you know beat up on beat up on this little guy. Uh, I think I think I'm fairly confident that Ventropia will work as advertised for the people that are uh, dealing with the conditions that are mentioned, which again is like brain ischemia, cerebrovascular issues, and with uh, stroke. I I think it'll probably be helpful for those people, but for otherwise healthy biohackers seeking a uh, performance enhancement, in the majority of the situations, probably not going to be what I'd recommend. However, there's a couple of things to think about. RU Pharma, they are based in Moscow, so if you're a biohacker that's kind of in that neighborhood of... The world a lot of times it can be difficult to get like high-quality nootropic products shipped to you you know there's uh, all sorts of layers of bureaucracy and rules and uh, VAT taxes and things like that and RU Pharma has some expertise in navigating these uh these rocky waters here in this part of the world they were able to ship to me in bulgaria which i was quite happy about bulgaria is one of these countries that's like pretty tricky to get things in and uh so if you're in this part of the world and you're looking for someone that you can reliably That that you can reliably receive nootropics from, and that you're not going to have to deal with a whole lot of hassle with the uh, imports office. I would recommend them to you. And I'll also mention, in there's a disturbing trend uh, in uh, North America and in Europe with the racetams, and you know there's people have these conspiracy theories about the different government regulating agencies being really unfriendly to the racetams because they are so effective at actually helping people and because they're a unpatented product, they're past their patent period, so the prices are really low on them, so they're competing with all these other higher priced drugs that are out there. And I can't, I will neither confirm nor deny those that said conspiracy exists but the racetams do work really well for both treating a number of diseases and just for general performance enhancement and a lot of governments in western countries are making it increasingly difficult to get your hands on them you know there was the uh, psychoactives ban that was passed in the uk and it still seems like they're doing like some pretty selective enforcement of that And you never know when it's gonna be like really, really difficult to get your hands on racetams in the UK. And RU Pharma really reliably ships to the UK. That was something that they discussed. Uh, They have a a whole page on their website describing their policies and their guarantee and return policies with the UK. So I would say that it's a quite credible source uh, for that. If, If you're in North America, Probably better off just going with a North American source. And then I'll also mention that if you spend over $100 with them, I will include a free 25-minute biohacking consultation with me where I'll try to answer whatever questions you have that you haven't been able to answer elsewhere on the internet. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you.